there's demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside We love Nachos with chili cheese Floating in salty seas Hermit crab accessories Skipping reruns of Glee (laughs) But most of all we love these Horror anthologies Welcome to another episode of Text Chris Dave Saw Massacre. Today we are not watching Northbound. We are not watching Eastbound. We're not even watching Westbound. So what in the goddamn hell are we watching, Chris? Southeastbound. <laughs> Southeastbound. Welcome, scaredy cats. Southbound 2015. <clears throat> she shall. Another horror anthology. Mm-hmm. Which brings us up to what, a thousand? It's been a bunch, but it's been a while. I think Trick or Treat was the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like about half a year now. Yeah, I guess you're right. So I think wait, it's time. Wait. Yeah, half a year. Right? Ish. Because yeah, Halloween. Five months. Five months. Okay, yeah. Five yeah, months. That's a good amount of time. I think so. So we did Trick or Treat. We did VHS. One and two. One and two. No, no, just no, two. no. Just two. Just two. Um, we watched, I watched one before. Yes, that's what happened. Um, we did uh, XX. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Those three. Yeah, that's it. And this one, also Brad Miska, the producer of the VHS ones, mm-hmm. did the VHS trilogy uh, pretty much back to back. 2012, 13, 14, mm-hmm. then followed up with this, which is not found footage, if I'm correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just a, it's a straight up anthology. Yeah. And I feel like maybe it's fantasy. I'm a little bit more of that. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I you honestly didn't, didn't look at any of the plot lines or anything. No? Okay. Okay. I've just seen the image of the poster with the star in the circle mm-hmm. and then just one shot of three actors in a car. I didn't yeah. look into any of the subplot details. I, I got who the writers and directors are down here, but that's mm-hmm. as deep as I went. Yeah. But more fantasy based. Um, And I, I didn't go very deep either. Mm-hmm. That was just the impression that I was getting in contrast maybe to, to some of the others. I feel like there's been like a lot of sci-fi-ish. Okay. Maybe in, in VHS, I'm thinking that. But because um, it's all found footage, it makes it feel really like digital and shit. But um, Right. Yeah. Well, especially maybe, when maybe. you have like the alien one and the yeah, yeah, robotic yeah. eye one. Like, okay. Yeah. It does feel that there, must there be where I'm drawing. That's where I'm drawing from. Yeah. Um, and I did see, actually, I saw like 75% of the trailer. Okay. That's my deal these days. I love it. Yeah. Is I like to watch some of the trailer or all of it if it's going well. I swear by that, man. I'll mm-hmm. like just watch the yeah. first like You're half right. of it and then cut it off and that's You're that's totally enough. right. I start feeling like I get a little nervous. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm about to see something I don't want to see. That's it. They about halfway through or three quarters of the way through a trailer, they start giving you the third act yeah. and just screw that. Yeah, and it's uh, the trailer looked really good by the way. Cool. cool. Um but like it's kind of like it's the same with shit like a show where like at the end of the show next time on mm-hmm. and like they give you too much. You right. know, you see like somebody's like, all right, everyone, we're going this way. It's like, OK, you were in a prison cell in the last episode. Now you're f- don't give me that shit. Yeah. Um, Battlestar Galactica was the absolute worst for that. In terms of like next week on Battlestar. Yeah. And they'll just give you the next five beats. Yeah. They'll give lot. you like seven minutes of like the episode is horrible. What's a trailer for an anthology look like? Um, I mean, it, four it, or five narratives that you're trying to. It feels like an anthology of a trailer. Mm. Like they show a little bit of, of a story starting and then it cuts to like different lighting, different people, a little bit of a story starting. But the music continues, you know, and the mm. tone feels like it's all like meshing Consistent. together. 
Nice. Yeah, it, it's, I don't know how to describe it, but. It I will check like that out after we watch this. Because yeah. I'm curious to see what what that would look like. Maybe that's something that we should do just to be able to add content to like, <laughs> um, to like discussing the movie is like, how bad was this trailer? Trailer after, reviews for the film. Yeah. I like it after the movie yeah. so that it doesn't ruin it for us. Yeah. It'll be part of like later. Yeah. Be like, we shouldn't have seen that. That that's too much of a giveaway. Right. We'll grade the trailers. Yeah. I'm into that. I like that a lot. So we've got shorts by David Bruckner. Of course, that's the one I think we're both looking forward to the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the biggest reason for me to mm-hmm. have, if I was going to watch Seth Bond on my own, uh, it would have been, because Absolutely. David Bruckner is the man these days. And it's so awesome now that everyone has seen The Ritual and everyone's just praising mm-hmm. it. Everyone's like, this yeah. is great. This is the film to beat this year. <laughs> yeah. People are pumped. It makes me feel so privileged to have got to see it on the big screen mm-hmm. like we did. Yeah. It, uh, it was fun for the episode when we did The Ritual. And Scary Cats, if you ain't seen it or listened to that episode, watch oh, it. For go God's listen. sakes, go back. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Um, but it was so fun for that episode to have known how we feel about the movie and have been equally excited mm-hmm. to see it again and like jazz about how good it was totally that's such a rare experience like this is such a great movie such a great movie and i haven't seen it in half a year or whatever like yeah it's was, it's such a weird drug to be like to get to see something like that before everyone else and know that it's going to be so good and it just mm-hmm. that makes me want to go to more film festivals and see <laughs> yeah. all those things ahead of time like it's just it's such a weird yeah because uh, southbound is a tiff movie Right, yeah, yeah. So, like, absolutely. This is one of the ones I wish I could have caught, like, the ritual. Like, mm-hmm. that just, like, kind of blew my socks off. Yeah, I think, did all the VHS ones also premiere at TIFF? I wonder. That would make sense if it's the same guy, the same general process. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, TIFF has been very big for David Bruckner, then, if it's both the short premiered and the ritual premiered. Yeah, that's that's where he's... Yeah. Ma- uh, well, he was there, you know? He was hanging out at TIFF, like, last year, so... Totally, I mean, and that wasn't yeah. even the main, like, premiere screening. He did no. a Q&A for us, and it was just one of the other, like, yeah. daytime afternoon ones. That... Yeah, it was just a weird afternoony screening, and they both seemed kind of, like, tired and a little bored, and Super they cool. were there anyway. Yeah, it, w- it would have been, like, now in retrospect, it would have been even cooler to get our asses out for the midnight screening, because then they had the whole cast there, too. Oh, like, that would have been... Been... been really neat. That yeah. would have blown my mind. Uh-huh. Because um, I've seen it three times now. Nice. Did Jody like it? She lo- yeah. It oh great. hell yeah! It was great. That's great. Yeah. Um, we should push ourselves to see at least one or two of the big mm. actual ones next year. Yeah. Next Tiff. Uh, so David Bruckner does one of them. Another one by Roxanne Benjamin. Did you see that? Uh, I saw it. What else, What else does she do? She did the Don't Fall Short from XX. The one. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the best one. The, the one we love the yeah, most. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, don't camp with a demon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it even got the Chaos Reigns line. Um, yeah, she did. She does one in, interestingly called Siren in this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she's also produced the VHS movies with um, Brad Mitzka and she has an upcoming feature body at Brighton Rock. Basically, I mean, horror is doing so well these days. Any horror director that we love has an upcoming feature. Yeah. Like, I mean, we think that now is good and last year was good, but I feel like even in these upcoming years, there's going to be an accelerated rollout of incredible films a hundred percent like yeah we get we get 10 like rock solid movies in like 2016 you mm-hmm. know 2017 it's like we're wrestling to whatever our list down from 20 2018 exactly. i already feel like there's been some really solid really entertaining new movies yeah there's like a, the whole the culture as a whole like there's so many more horror podcasts coming out um fangoria just got revived that yeah. classic horror magazine is yeah. coming back now cool so yeah um Patrick Horvath did one of these shorts that's called Jailbreak. Um, mm-hmm. His other big thing was the sequel to a movie called The Pact. Did you ever see that one? The Pact. It was on Netflix, and it's got the cover is um, the classic Friday the Thirteenth face to the sheet that's supposed to be a wall. Yeah, yeah. And it was like about what I did it see it. I can see that so clearly in my uh-huh. head. Right 
it's one one of those that didn't really make a lasting impact for me the first one um but there was something about this house and just like a creepy force in the house and it ends up being like some dude hiding in the walls like actually <laughs> like that um like that happy endings episode where there's a guy living in the ceiling yes oh my god great reference yeah something like that but then also just some something that their grandparents some pact obviously that their grandparents made that's now affecting the grandkids i don't know it just it was there was some things that i thought were interesting but overall it didn't make a big impact and he did the sequel to it so there are two movies about a man who lives in a wall i i think so <laughs> I could be totally wrong on how that plot unfolds. That's what I remember. It. That was my takeaway. Well, that's the movie has to deal with that too. If a person's takeaway from your movie is that there's a man in a wall, then you got to live with that. Those filmmakers have to deal with yeah. that. It's Star Wars: The Last Jedi dealt with a bunch of fans who left that theater, and they're like, "I just watched a movie about more or less a man in a wall, and I didn't like it." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yep. then right. the first and last one, The Way Out, The Way In, both directed by right, yeah. Radio Silence. Yeah, Radio Silence. And uh, what's the... the... Are we just going to rush past the fact that this guy's name is Radio Silence? I was looking at Radio Silence today. Like, is it the guy or are they a group of three people? Ooh, yeah. Intru- I think Radio Silence might be one of the three. And then the other two, he jumped in, oh. jumped in later. <laughs> I think that's his nickname. Because... Oh, he just goes by Radio Silence. Yeah. Oh, well, that's but maybe <laughs> I thought so. But maybe you're right. Maybe it is a collective that is... Um, directing together either way they did the vhs short in the first one of the dudes at the end looking for a halloween party end up on the train tracks i, c- I just can't remember that yeah no. and the title of it is like a date you know it's just like the 319 yeah whatever. absolutely yeah, yeah i don't yeah. i don't know what that one's about i can't remember it it was i think it was very quick but they i just remember them being like a panic and not aware fully of what's happening and maybe mm-hmm. they like kind of keep reappearing in places is that what happens i don't know and i just remember them at one in the climax aren't they like on in a car on a train track and they're like drive what are you doing what are you doing isn't that a thing that happens okay that sounds familiar mm-hmm. that's like why is this guy not driving exactly. off the train tracks i thought i remember that but you're right it was a, sh- a very short short and it was at the very end of the first vhs movie okay yeah i have very little recollection of that uh-huh and he also did one called the devil's due in 2014 which i've never heard of Mm, apparently no, it made like 36 of the yeah, box off it made a shitload of money like that one just went right past me i guess yeah and maybe it obviously got a wide release was that like a six million dollar movie that ended up making 40 it did well that's that's crazy i have no I knowledge know. of what devil's do is exactly and um winchester was another one that came out this year that did poorly critically you know the one with helen mirren yeah, in yeah. it but it still was a huge success it was like a 3.5 million dollar budget and made over 25 million or something like that wow so sometimes these horror movies like slip yeah. under the radar. Not a lot of people see them, but uh, clearly enough saw them to make it worth it. You know? Yeah, I guess so. If they fly, but that's those are the movies that I want to find. That mm-hmm. to me is that's like the Poughkeepsie tapes of of like movies. Is a one that was successful. Right. It's a generally successful movie, but I have not heard about it all for one reason or another. Totally. I guess the difference would be that Poughkeepsie tapes was critically well, no, well a sure, critical sure, success sure. and not a financial success. Whereas these other two are financial successes, but not critical successes yeah. necessarily okay that makes sense and i as far as critical success is going i don't have a tremendous amount of mm-hmm. respect for um for something that's a critical success you know when there's there are movies like dark skies out there yeah <laughs> like boring movie i'm like fuck you that's my that's i really my shit i really thought that meme would help revive a movement for <laughs> or the push for a sequel to dark skies oh man the meme market's so saturated chris i don't think you can break into it it's true it's hard you can't <laughs> manufacture it it just has a life of its own mm-hmm. certainly do it certainly do that brings us to a segment we like to call 
So this week I watched a couple shorts. Um, How apropos. <laughs> yeah, and in, in exact preparation for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one thing that it teaches me, just to like YouTube some shorts, there's a billion of them made by people you've never heard of, and it's just it'll seem exhausting to try to just research who they are. Just fuck it, throw it on. I watched one I believe was called Text, and another one that was called um, I Hear It Too. So are you saying that you just went to YouTube and just straight up searched horror shorts? Yeah, and, and then I went by up. viewership. Ah, and nice. I, yeah, I just wanted to do some experimenting and see yeah. what are horror shorts like. Because, what are the popular ones and how good are they? Yeah, most of the time if I hear about a horror short I want to watch, it's because a feature's coming out or just came out and I want to see the proof of concept that started it. Things like Lights Out. Um, uh, but if you... Uh, the sorry the other context you see these shorts in are in these um, anthologies that we do on this podcast and mm-hmm. they're like 15 20 minute shorts and you go on youtube you're going to find a general 10 minute long short and the difference between those two things couldn't be more obvious right uh these like youtube based shorts that aren't probably going to ever turn into a big movie or have like the quality of lights out it's just kind of dopey um, the first one I watched text was like just some students who had no money and no creativity making like the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, but it had mm. tons and tons and tons and tons of views. And that's like the first thing that pops up when you search a horror short on YouTube. Crazy. Like we're talking millions, hundreds of thousands. Um, the, fir- the first one I watched was like six, seven hundred thousand. And then the next one I watched was like six million or something. It's insane. It, an insane amount of viewership, right? Like a lot of sometimes it's hard to get that many people to see your feature movie that you spent like a year making yeah if you're indie you can't get like six hundred thousand people to watch it but this stupid bullshit short which was basically they didn't have microphones in it so they were using text sounds and all the words were just text messages from people Ah, in and out of the house nice way to get around the uh ever persistent problem of audio Mm -hmm. when you're filming shit yeah when yeah you just don't have the technical expertise to get around the fact that you don't have a sound controlled house you have bad booms whatever it is they had no audio at all Mm-hmm. Um, like they're even like like the sound of a toaster popping that would have been a sound effect that they added later right. which is pretty funny makeup was overdone all the lighting was terrible the story was just like just dumb just the one character who she's talking to you think is her friend turns on her it's the most garbage Man. waste of time her death is just she's like laying on the table with nose dripping out of her blood or blood dripping out of her nose i like nose dripping out of blood <laughs> <laughs> and just just the waste and so i'm like uh, horror shorts on youtube suck so then i watched um uh, I, I hear it too, I think is what it's called. Um, and it was great title for a short. Yeah. And it's British, this mom and daughter. Um, this one is closer to a, like I could see this turning into a thing. Mm. Um, it's, um, this little girl and the mom goes upstairs and she's like, you got to go to bed now. Da-da-da, love you. But, but, and she leaves the room and whatever. And then you hear the mom, like in the middle of the night, hear the mom's voice outside going like, um, come outside. I come out here. I want to show you something. And she's like, just luring the kid out yeah and so the kid's like walking down the hall and then out of the darkness behind her the mom darts out and grabs her and pulls her back into the room she's like i hear it too and And that's the end it's not the end but i don't want to say too much more than that because that right off the bat that gave me chills that's wonderful that woman's voice she's like i hear it too I'm like, yes, this is cool. Yeah, it's so great for just these like fragments of ideas that you have that can't necessarily be elaborated into a full story that you just want to yeah. get over in a nice little short. And it's also just easier to film and produce like a tighter little thing. That's why yeah. it's no coincidence that so many horror directors start with by doing like 10 or 11 shorts before they get like yeah. a feature offered, you know? Yeah, because they're, they're testing like technical things more than they are 
telling a, mm-hmm. a feature length story and doing it affordably like the yeah. cost of a couple day shoot versus a 30 day shoot exactly yeah, yeah so so there's like definitely some merit that can be achieved but like mm-hmm. man is it a weird trade-off like youtube quality shorts and and this the, the i hear it too had such that great concept and a, and a little bit of creepiness to it it's not a 10 out of 10 at all right um it's not nearly as good as almost anything i've seen in any of the anthologies that we've watched mm. so it's like there's and and there's a million more that I didn't watch that just like I couldn't be bothered to watch because they're all just gonna be the same like they show they put in the thousand dollars worth of effects right at the end you know to show you some weird thing for one second and that's the end of every one of these fucking stupid movies <laughs> there's so many and so many people are watching them on YouTube yeah there's there's another I forget it's not Dread Central but there's some horror aggregate site that is ju- that just specializes in horror shorts and mm-hmm. you can just go and they have like the short of the day just because yeah. so many people are making horror shorts and yeah I've one time I went down a wormhole and it was the same thing you have just hit and misses like some yeah. aren't great I saw one that was just like 60 seconds long that I thought was super effective yeah and scary I like that I like the, even just the thought of going that short yeah it was just like I'll totally spoil it but it's like Good. a dad kind of is tucking the kid into bed and the kid's like I hear something under my bed like can you check what it is and then so that's like okay fine i'll check and he like looks down lifts up the sheet and his son's under the bed there and his son says i think someone's up on my bed dad (laughs) like just like exactly like it's just this idea of a chilling moment and yeah let's just reduce the short to that instead of like oh i have a few good ideas for scary scenes and let's slap a narrative on it and call it a feature like movie which we've seen way too many times yeah and those people making those movies are sometimes don't know that they're walking into a huge cliche their big moment or their big image that they think is going to make their short so good it's been done a trillion times Mm. you know is a is a creepy woman walking with her head tilted to one side yeah that's not the that's not a reveal it was probably when you were a kid and you saw that the first time that reveal made you want to do like repeat it yeah but it's we've seen it before and on a 10 minute youtube short it's i sent you two sci-fi shorts a little while ago did you check them out i did not you gotta yeah. they're really great they're like and now this guy who has done these two shorts uh, has a full feature-length movie coming out mm-hmm. um so they obviously brought him a lot of success but he's partnered up with some kind of really intense um animation studio so the effects are phenomenal oh, that's the important part exactly so they're high high concept sci-fi with perfect effects so it looks as good as like a feature film would look but yeah. it's still minimal enough that it's only a 10 15 minute story it's fucking awesome it's great sci-fi sci-fi shorts kick ass yeah <laughs> i've seen so many good ones exactly because then you don't have like an hour and a half to dilute it and mm-hmm. and ruin a good concept right you just have that concept nice tightly delivered yeah yeah and with that chris i say we sit down and watch a little bit of southbound absolutely i'm pumped for this all right man cheers cheers This was a hard one to rank. Rock hard. Oh, yeah. Is that the point you're going for? Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. Um, yeah, it was, it was a little tough because, I don't know, this is such a strange collection of tales. And... Yeah, and none of them, like, I feel like in all the other ones we've done, there's just, like, have been ones that have definitively been, like, oh, love this one yeah. the best. One and four is obvious, and then... Exactly. Whereas this one, for me, felt a little bit... Like, I, um, I wasn't as satisfied with any of them. Like, I kind mm. of had issues with every single short. Yeah. None of them really... I didn't love any of them. So, like, none you would go, like, this on its own. Like, Amateur Night or, you know, exactly. Robo Eye from, like, Vage. Like, those things stand out so much on their own mm-hmm. that you don't need to have the... Um, 
what's it called the anthology around it exactly it's a good short yeah and these these ones are all kind of thematically linked and they kind of loosely build over each mm-hmm. other in the same kind of concept of this space that exists yeah it's it's an anthology and it's like kind of one story being told and then they go and focus on different people different elements of more it, like yeah. more like trick-or-treat closer to trick-or-treat yeah, yeah absolutely but where trick-or-treat is very clear as mm-hmm. to what's happening at all times this one's yes. more esoteric and it's yeah. just like what the fuck's going on there's a lot of different things happening this weird yeah. creatures yeah different you, kinds of creatures it's really dependent on you like jumping to some conclusions and running with those ideas mm-hmm. you know and they're like trying to meld the story use some exposition via like the radio show yeah, that's one way that they try to stitch them all together yeah. is that there's this omnipotent or omniscient uh, DJ who's yeah. kind of like just, oh, you all are going down the road and dealing with this shit. Welcome to Southbound. The infinite highway of life. We're all on it. Yeah, so he's just kind of like commenting on, on everything as it's happening to everyone. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you fools, you silly, silly fools. Yeah. How'd you end up here? Yeah, exactly. And uh, he's giving these very weirdly metaphorical like takes on what just happened, yeah. sort of, in a way. In like a weird, satisfied, like kick back in the armchair and reflect on your <laughs> yeah. glory days kind of way. Yeah, like an old like oil mogul, like in my day, like totally. that kind of <laughs> feel. Yeah. So I, I did like it. Like I, mm, I like yeah. I like that it's just this kind of weird, seems like stretch of highway where you kind of go and that's where mm-hmm. shit's going down. Some culty shit's happening, some... There's like demonic activity in general that's manifesting itself in different ways through these different stories. Yeah, I'm getting the like uh, there are themes of like sacrifice, there's eternal life, there's a sort of like place stuck out of time mm-hmm. that has also to do with like kind of brings me back to the ritual like if you're suffering great pain or you have this history of some darkness in your past that you're running from like it's actualized in this place man i thought about the ritual especially in david bruckner destroyed in this one. yeah of <laughs> um, course yeah because of similar themes like mm-hmm. this idea of the thing being forgiven in the end and essentially letting him go which is so nuts yeah yeah but um let's um let's maybe give our rankings okay so we'll do start at number four four three two one yeah and uh for listeners we've combined the book ended um beginning and end um shorts into one story absolutely the yeah. way the way we're calling it because it's the way out at the beginning and the way in at the end which is great mm-hmm. love it great nice <laughs> and tight so good and it's it's good too that it's like the first part they show us is the second half of the story exactly yeah well done exactly so on uh, number four one two three wait all right sorry it takes a second for my phone to open up all good all right. one, one two three Cyrig. okay okay uh so then do we, we go, go number three and then see what happens okay. there one, two, two three, three. jailbreak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's just so satisfying knowing that yeah. we agree on things. Yeah. I don't know why that is about that. But. So that our bottom two, we've agreed, are Siren and Jailbreak. And I did like flip those a couple times sure, as yeah. I was looking at my ranking. Okay. Um, so mine was a solid. I didn't even need to think about it. Um, that Jailbreak. jailbreak that was, Siren for you sorry, was worse than Jailbreak. Yeah, I think so. All right. Um, just because it was like um you want to let's start with let's that start one. with it yeah so siren um three I, band members yeah we're we're dealing with this gives us the most story for the overall anthology about um if there's a place and this place is represented by anything there's something to do with sacrifice and someone dying and mm-hmm. um someone being responsible for that death that sort of is the both the catalyst for things happening and the consequence for things happening yeah um, so, so there's this fourth band member that yeah. Do we find out exactly what happened to her? No, and that this also takes me back to the ritual too. Is like it's kind of a like you're responsible because you you know decided instead of staying with her you went to you know bang this guy whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's getting a lot of like guilt for that. Absolutely. Um, 
but they don't go into it too much more than that. Other than I miss her. Like, mm-hmm. I guess they don't have the time in, in this short to really explore that concept. So you're not, for me personally, I'm not connected to this Alex character who's the fourth of their band member, best friend group. Um, so they're all supposed to be super sad about missing her. Mm-hmm. That isn't played up very well to me. Like things get weird too quick to, you know, for that sort of emotional hook to get into me. Yeah. Um, and then Alex shows up in the, sh- you know, in the shit of it as like a dead person or whatever. And okay. Is the glowy effect that she, they do on her eyes. Is that also what's happening to yeah. the people in jailbreak? Yeah. So she technically maybe got like, caught up with a guy like yeah. left with a guy who is one of those people and then also got indoctrinated in do you know what i mean yeah yeah like if we're trying to make those connections I that think, yeah. this fourth band member was has already been assimilated into at least the monster crew that's in the bar and jailbreak she's yeah. one of them maybe something like that yeah there's something yeah. like even the the it's, ghosts of your past are in this place it's pretty loose but they're yeah. just the way that they're overlapping some of those effects across those shorts leads me to think yeah. that there's something there yeah. in maybe. that one in that one specifically like yeah everybody's eyes went gray as in that, jailbreak like, yeah yeah no in um oh in siren, in siren when they were doing the, the ritual yeah. all the people in the robes their eyes were gray everyone's mm-hmm. eyes went gray to say that they were the bad right. ones now that one for me like it was there's two kind of tones that were happening one tone at the beginning felt more like 80s camp like when it's just mm-hmm. all the weird cheesy people who have been around there since like the second world war yeah or whatever acting and, so kooky and m- making big smiles and like and making maybe coyotes <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 weird really weird unforgivably weird but they gloss over it and i'm like okay so this is supposed to be like a goofy fun mm-hmm. kind of horror short or whatever but like, then yeah. it segues into the whole creepy cult around a fire thing which is like kind of a different tone yeah and yeah it just it doesn't it doesn't fully work but i those elements are interesting enough for me to make it a little bit more enjoyable than jailbreak like i did Mm -hmm. like yeah i did like um the two of them being kind of slowly indoctrinated and the one friend being like what's happening Mm. okay yeah yeah. like having like not eating the meat because she's just vegetarian is that what she that's her excuse i think she was looking for excuses to just not participate and why would you look at that fucking thing that looked terrible but like these other two girls were like just spitting right away like whatever why are you so weird why are you being so upset? exactly it's like they were already like beforehand yeah it was when they um not the prayer but before that the i guess the wife character said something strange mm-hmm. and she's like wait say that again she's like, yeah, we'll make you didn't dinner. notice it yeah yeah and that was like seemed like the inciting incident of weirdness where she's like um mm-hmm. i don't know she keeps what about that weird thing what about that weird prayer and the rest of them were like chill out like they're just yeah they're just brushing they're, off any of her suspicions yeah for no obvious reason mm-hmm. so it's like there's maybe what i was missing in that one is them presenting why some people would miss it and some people wouldn't yeah i feel like across all of these ones we just we're not given as much information as would be satisfying like i'm all yeah. for leaving things mysterious but it's almost like there's too much what the fuck is actually going on in yeah. a lot of these shorts they don't give us a solid enough concept mm-hmm. you know to tie the whole anthology together and in each sketch yeah <laughs> But I do, it wasn't, it was, it was interesting to see how the shorts would bleed into one another. Like mm-hmm. how this, I love how the siren one ended that, with the accident, like it perfectly bo- bonded them together. Yeah. And that was a viciously brutal, like car hitting shot too. Like mm-hmm. that just looked nasty and she was so messed up. That was the best part of the whole, you know, thing to me is that those two things connect. Yeah. And that's what brings you back to the fact that you're in, in an anthology, but I didn't care about those characters. Like. It, when the girl the other two bandmates start acting weird mm-hmm. you know it's it's kind of a write-off for not it's not a full write-off it was, it was a relatively good short but it was so unsatisfying at that point it's like she's just gonna it's a survival situation now They're, they've got culty stuff they've got weird possession stuff they've got mm-hmm. weird black blood and 
I know just I like couldn't dial, focus on anything exactly like if they just kind of narrowed in on one or two of those ideas and just stayed there it was mm-hmm. just maybe too many weird interesting things to try yeah. to cram into one short it, yeah it does seem like that might have been like across the board in the whole anthology is they try to like cram in a little bit more per concept than maybe they need to totally it's like they just needed someone to be like okay this is great but do half of it like this kind of thing and lean and explore that a little bit more instead of jumping around and trying to do too many things with the 15 20 minutes that you have yeah yeah exactly so let's go to jailbreak now which was i thought the worst one and you thought the second worst one yeah um here we get just a crazy bearded man. And we transitioned to this one because one of the locals in the bar was the one on the phone the whole time with yeah. the other guy. So like that's just this whole world building thing. Yeah. And happening. I would I would call them like I know we didn't specifically see it, but like those to me are also like what I might describe as the gray eyed people. Like mm-hmm. they're just locals and natives of this fucked up place or this stuck at a time place yeah they may not have had the effect to tie it all together but like i get the sense that totally just just like with the same people around the campfire who tried to who like indoctrinated those other two girls yes into well they're all the same kind of species or whatever yeah or suffering the same they're in the same purgatory yeah they're all like there's like a little bit of worship happening but Mm -hmm. they're all participating and aware and above it yeah, well, it, it, they say in um, Siren when they're doing the cult stuff and they put the blood on their foreheads and it like sinks into their yeah. heads and stuff. They say like have like eternal life or something. Mm. Like at that moment, it's like they're well, that, bringing that makes those sense. girls in. That makes sense, yeah, because those old people are like, oh, since the war, and that's when they all look at each other. So they've clearly they're not aging; they're remaining kind of in this spot. Yeah, and it's also implied in Jailbreak when um, the one the the sister says to the brother like, oh, you look so old now. And yeah, it's kind of implied sure. that she's still staying young or remaining somewhat the same age and then like the fact that 13 years yeah the fact that he or she reveals that like she killed her parents yeah and (laughs) so this place became an appropriate place for her it was like yeah you belong here Mm -hmm. everybody had some sort of like Mm -hmm. thing that was in their past that kept them there but then what are the naked men in the desert who just Eat, eat what's his face like they, they're just kind of showing him struggle they don't I, really i feel like they're now you're one of us they ripped off his clothes and they like kept him there and they were just squeezing on his head and neck mm. i don't know if they were eating him i kind of think so they were to me i'm getting the idea of like a purgatory a like punishment for mm. ever and uh, i think like in the last in the transition from jailbreak to the final bookend way yeah um i think that's what the crazy or the guy on the radio is saying is like something about damp forever or eternal something hmm. yeah that that came up several times so i feel like um that's what they were saying about don't go into the, it looks like the desert but if you go out there you're stuck there forever you know I, i'm getting the right it, so there's like the the actual town place mm-hmm. and some of those nearby stops but then you're saying the desert is like a different region on the outskirts of that where you're not supposed to wander into yeah kind of like you can't get out of there it's like if it's a video game yeah. level that's you can't go beyond those boundaries and even like these main creatures are essentially like angels of death like the ones that yeah. emerge from like in the first and the final the, one yeah the young girl yeah so yeah it's hard to just because of how this story seems all the the little clues and, and hints that we get come from different shorts exactly it's hard to make a point without like bleeding into other ones yeah but you have to because it's clearly the same world and place yeah. that all this stuff is happening yeah and like the main to me the main um like proof for it being like a eternal damnation kind of punishment place mm-hmm. rather than a you know just gut you or whatever is that this guy who, who's looking for his daughter you know he gets stuck in that hotel room and the doors or the corridors change around him kind of thing yeah and he's just constantly that's his eternity his daughter, he's right? just stuck there yeah. trying to chase that yeah. and it seems like that's what's happening to people is they're getting this sort of 
yeah it's punishment. like it's like the afterlife as a whole like the people there's some kind of judgments that take mm-hmm. place whether yeah, or not yeah. like okay you get to have you know this wandering around in the hallway some people get out that's what is amazing about the accident is they let that guy mm-hmm. go essentially yeah he, like negotiates kind of with them and yeah well it, it's cool because in that moment i thought like we we're gonna see this guy wrestling between like does he save her or does he not mm-hmm. and then i'm waiting the whole time what is his his you know um his trauma, his thing that he did, the, this darkness that he brings with him to this place. Yeah. And I don't think he has one. I no. think his situation is what he does about this girl, right? Um, but now we're talking about that one. Now we're talking about the accident. We are, which we can... Okay, what's your number two? My one. number two? Yeah. Is it the accident? No. no. The way is number two? The way is number two. The way is number one for me. Okay. So we can we can just go to the accident now. That's fine. All right, we'll talk about the accident. Um, so the he didn't... Yeah, he didn't seem like he had any bad thing that happened Mm -hmm. um but he hit this girl because just like idly looking down at your phone so it doesn't seem like he's going to be punished for eternity for idly looking at his phone because he tries i think he like he just happens to go through this area like Mm -hmm. geographically where this is happening where the shit happens yeah and he was kind of used by the place to kill her yeah yes yes right yes yes. and then they're just kind of like playing and toying with him and seeing how he reacts and that's Mm -hmm. why they drag him in and it doesn't this person's clearly dead and they're if anything this place is enjoying her suffering but they're like messing with him additionally on top of it by dragging him in wandering in the hospital just keep giving him these cues yeah and then eventually like he appeals right at one point he like is talking to them and being like he's like i don't understand what's happening why yeah can I, I just on, leave? Is this a trick? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And After all, they're like, ah, fine, get out of here. And more voices just to keep appearing on the line. Yeah, um, yeah but they basically, they kind of trick him. They keep giving him this medical advice. This is what you have to do. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is terrible advice. Yeah, like fucking stick Pick. your hand inside someone to yeah. compress their lung. <laughs> yeah. And, man, I could talk about that for a long time because that was one of the most like harrowing things I've seen in a short. It's unbelievable. so just hard. To have him almost elbow deep inside someone's torso. Yeah, and showing like shots of internal like... The internal shots like, are pretty organs cool. Organs and yeah. in the throat, him opening up the little thing and putting the thing, how she spurted blood when he squeezed. Like mm-hmm. that was so beautifully visually represented. And what I really loved too was that with the exit plan they're like go to the locker room and they had like another outfit for him yeah. he goes outside they have another car for him that his beeper great is responding shot. to great like, shot love that that he just gets in and just kind of drives yeah. back away he walks outside he looks at his car that's broken windshield the blood all over it yeah he aims the little the little beepy thing at it and then the lights flash behind, behind him, him. That's great the shot and then like i love that's his new. attitude too like even as he's driving away and he's still talking to them yeah he's like do I need to know what, what actually is going on back there or like what that place is back there? And they're like, nah, don't worry about it. Just, just that's, go. Just that, pretend it never happened. You were never here. Just that is such a, to me, that's becoming a David Bruckner thing is when there's a horror thing is like, should we investigate? Should we go to this? Should we go check this out? Absolutely not. The parallels are so strong. The yeah. fact that it's like the dude that gets out escapes mm-hmm. at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The fact that this malevolent force is actually um, sympathetic to those who have pain or suffering or someone like just or, or is collecting those people yeah that's collecting those people but also like just that they let someone kind of go essentially well in the narrative so what i read on that is like again this is such a, a i don't know a vaporous story that i can't really conceptualize everything that happened but mm-hmm. i'm connecting this sort of like um there's a sacrifice component that's what happens in the in the second half of um the way mm-hmm where basically he's killing these people to sort of get his daughter back or something along the lines. That's the impression I get. Um, the those the group of three dudes. Yeah. So the ones who start and end the story. Yeah. Um, I feel I feel like it's because they um, like maybe that dude abused that kid or something like that. 
or kidnapped, killed her or something. Because the dad knows what's happening. Okay, yeah. So they're yeah, he's apologizing right. Yeah, away. and the wife is like, "What's happening? What is it? Who are these people? What are these?" And he's like, "I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Let them go." And like, eventually, they let his daughter go. Yes. So that because that's kind of a like, yeah, like I'm the whole the whole reason I'm doing this is to get revenge for my daughter. And they seem to know where he is. But again, it's like you said, vaporous. Like we don't know what exactly happened with the dad and this other yeah. person's daughter. Not totally sure. But if you combine that little concept with like him actually like seeing his daughter and following her into this hotel room. Yeah. Right. I don't feel like he he's like, all right, this is my punishment. I'll just keep following her. It seems like he realized that and he starts swearing as it's happening. So mm-hmm. I think he expected to see her in a way. So mm. it feels like almost like he was making that happen by like getting masks. We're going to go ritual kill this family. There was the ritual killing in the siren one. So I'm getting the sense that this town wants these ritual sacrifices. And in the accident, when he's following all this medical advice, he's basically killing her in one of the most like horrific ways possible. He ends up killing her with bad advice that they give him. And then they all start laughing like, ha, you did it. Like they got a sacrifice out of him by tricking him, which mm. what he gets for that sacrifice is a new car clean clothes and he gets like a pass on it basically wow and, that's interesting yeah that's a lot of it's a lot of ideas crammed into one it, that, that's it, my take on it is that basically he was unwittingly made to mm. perform a sacrifice in this town that one is but you yeah. started this talking about the i was the using way. those as examples like sacrifice 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 this seems like what's happening yeah. in these stories and it's what perpetuates the eternal life see like i interpreted the the dad in the beginning chasing his daughter endlessly as like his greatest loss or whatever was that like you couldn't protect your daughter. Like your daughter was subject to this other dude who killed her, did whatever, and you weren't there for her. You couldn't help her. So his this kind of final damnation that he gets is like he can never he can yeah. the daughter's always out of reach and he's never yeah. able to fully reach her. I think in a lot of ways, I think you can interpret this um the story of the accident in a lot of ways. Or not the accident, um, of the out the way ones. Mm-hmm. You can interpret it in a lot of ways wherein that is a final punishment. Like I don't think there are many ways that story could have gone where him being trapped in that hotel room never being able to get to his daughter doesn't represent a pretty effective punishment for him yeah but it's, that it's doesn't interesting that some people get punishment and some or some people get like just instant death like gruesome death as a punishment and other people get these yeah. kind of uh situations where they're forced to stay alive maybe not get killed you know yeah and that also feels real like the the ritual wherein like some people seem like they arbitrarily are killed but no there's reasons that the the creatures outside of our perspective are making those choices yeah absolutely killing people yeah i found and it must be because i'm like just smitten by david breckner these days but like the accident to me like it really got under my skin it was super uncomfortable Mm. and like the fact that he got out even was like left a real sour taste in my mouth like what the fuck yeah, I, I really was satisfied by that one. I found it a little too simple in concept. Like I did like being trapped in a creepy empty hotel. Yeah, that's something that we've seen a lot of. And I do like him having to perform the surgery. And then I liked most, I think, the fact that they let him go in the end. And they're just kind of messing with him. I thought that was a really interesting thing. Yeah, and like he's just going to go on yeah. with his life. Is he? He's probably not going to like go send help back to that place. He's mm-hmm. probably not going to tell his wife, you know, like... I like that a lot. I, I totally agree. But the thing that did it most for me, I think, in this whole movie is just seeing those floaty angel skeletons in yeah. the far distance, like in the opening shot. I'm like, what the fuck are those things? How yeah. is it controlling? It actually, it it was, the effect was reduced when we saw them up close. It was. see, like, the, and it looked a little too CGI. Yeah, your brain says computers did that. Exactly. Yeah. Like, maybe, unfortunate. these are lower budgets, and maybe, like, a little bit more budget on the CA, CGI could have made it look a little bit better mm. when it was up close. At a distance, it was incredible. You're like, what is oh, this yeah. floaty, hangy thing? Weird floaty thing that the, only the one guy seems to, in the first see, half of it, seems first, to notice yeah. it. 
and then they should like it just has they cut right to the guy in the bathroom and he's just being flown by an flung by an invisible force against he's like pulling yeah he's taking off his sweater or something his shirt Uh and then it gets like grabbed on the top when it's still over his face and he gets pulled back against the the bathroom stall that was really cool and the first time we saw um one of the the things floating out in the distance there's also a shot from immediately behind it where you could kind of see like a puppet or something moving in the corner of the screen Mm mm-hmm like oh man it's a creature and i love those things sprinkled in and all the other shorts we must have missed we must have missed one of them because we saw it for uh accident Mm -hmm. right right before accident so i guess that's technically siren and then we saw it again at the last one in the hotel room you kind of see it off underneath the moon in that wide shot (laughs) yeah but i bet there's one more that we missed probably maybe even more than that yeah yeah so like the way the way especially the first segment and i did like kind of the second half it was a little generic in terms of the home invasion thing, but it was a nice twist to bring it back with that first story. Mm, yeah. So again, like n- all four of these, none of them like really knocked it out of the park for me. I did like elements of all of them. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, this yeah. I wouldn't describe this one as my favorite anthology that we've done. Same. It was. I thought it was really good. I thought it could it could be tightened up. Mm-hmm. And it, this is one of the ones where I'm like, this could use an extra ten minutes. You know, rather than like it's short, cut, man, cut a little know? bit out. It's like maybe add a little bit to make some of those make a bit more sense. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a little paradoxical because we want a little more time just to flesh things out, but also some we felt were too ambitious and tried to do too much in it. Yeah, so a lot of feelings about this one. Yeah, and that's when you get a whole bunch of people all writing their own stories, all throwing in all the little concepts that they've thought about, and mm-hmm. also having the input of the overall story. So yeah, that's totally it. Like. I think VHS works so well because you can just let whatever independent ideas for shorts get thrown together in this cool way because then it's just discovered tapes. Exactly. And so it can yeah. be whatever. You can be in a cult in Indonesia and then in a bike trail in Oregon. Yeah, zombies, totally aliens, fine. home invasion, cults. Yes, yeah. exactly. This one's a little more ambitious in that like it's prob- it probably was original independent ideas mm-hmm. that they then like tried to stitch together in this way or maybe they gave the premise out and then tried to build yeah. on that. But as a result, like it's kind of mixed like where with yeah. trick-or-treat you have michael O'Doherty running the whole thing writing the whole thing yes, yeah, yeah, so he can helps. be conscious at every moment of how it fits into the overall narrative yeah these are more like maybe like the cloverfield movies like mm-hmm. that a bunch of people with different ideas basically get those ideas tweaked into the southbound format absolutely yeah and it's fine i like that i just think they there maybe should have been a slightly different perspective with a slightly more cohesive um idea from everyone involved mm-hmm because I love the concept of a crazy town in the desert that defies time and has these crazy like yeah. guardians of death. Like I know I, I love that, but then to it. throw that with these like angel of death things, and then also these kind of creatures who aren't the angel of death but are yeah. also glowy eye things, like fucked up, yeah, weird people in the that desert, do blood and... sacrifice ritual things. That, well, that no. that was clearly like an initiation ritual, like that kind of thing allows people to be brought into the fold. Yeah, and right? so are we then saying that the cultists in um, Siren are equal to and the same as the villa or the townspeople in Jailbreak? I think so. You think so? Okay, I think those are I all linked. So. But then the angel of death tentacly things are like those seem like maybe the spirit manifestations of that place and not actually the human like it seems like there's two kinds of species (laughs) yeah (laughs) you have the angel of death things and then like the people that can kind of be in service of them all living in the southbound town if this town is hell then you've got like the staff and you've got the (laughs) the exactly yeah exactly um so one thing we just glossed over completely was in um jailbreak that crazy big guy with the long hair who's got the monster hand who like slashes the guy in the back 
There's a couple oh, things fuck. in that short. Yeah, we just yeah, blasted yeah, past yeah, it because yeah. I wanted to talk about the accident. But there was the guy with the tattoo on his hand, and it winked. Mm-hmm. It blinked, and he could see like those white desert people standing behind the dude. He could see the door that they couldn't see. Yeah, so the tattoo element is pretty cool, but it would have been nice if it was sprinkled in in the other ones. Like If you're going to yeah, commit yeah, 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 to yeah, a yeah. broader narrative, then show those sacrifice people in, um, what's it called? In siren siren yeah show those people having those tattoos same markings, yeah yeah, yeah exactly I mean? like tie it together a little or it's, tighter. or it's in a picture in their house where totally they're staying. totally Stuff some like subtle that. way to like connect them that would yes. I, I totally agree that and, loved, and that is that. you can just see so clearly the difference exactly like you were saying between a trick-or-treat where it's written by one person with mm-hmm. one idea who's considering that at every point that they're writing and a bunch of people who are trying to make a bunch of different ideas work in the same like story yeah could have been a little tighter for sure. But yeah, this because that was exciting. I loved I loved the setup of that one of jailbreak when when he just goes into the bar and you're like, okay, what the fuck's happening? Yeah. Cause even at that point, we're not we're still not like, okay, how tied in are all these things together? It yeah. could have been anything. Yeah. So I liked that. I loved like the the guy being like, you don't want to like this is not the bar that you want to rob. I know. I loved all that. I yeah. kind of hated when it turned into this like little hostagey thing and he was taking them through the town. Totally. I loved how that one started in that this like the woman who was on the phone in the accident has this mm-hmm. almost like this like real shitty smile on and she goes into the bar, doesn't close the door all the way. Mm-hmm. And we have this like very patient scene where they're like, go close the door. It's like, come on. Yeah. And like, why the fuck are you being so weird? It's like, just close the door. And then he bribes the other guy with a beer to do it. And then because the door is open, boom, this guy kicks the door in. And they're yeah. all kind of like half entertained by that. Like they knew it was coming. Almost like they're the little back and forth they had about fully closing and locking the door. Absolutely. Was like, we know it's coming. We know a guy's going to break in here. It's unlatched because the person yeah. is sent to be in. Yeah. They're all, they're all kind of clicked in in a hive mindy yeah. kind of way. And they're all just so calm and like almost yeah. bored by yeah. this guy's threats. It's like they have a script and yeah. it's like they have to do their due diligence. Go shut the door. It's like, mm, I don't know. And even when they let, he lets up that scream, like I take that as like a signal to everyone else in the area. So that's kind yeah. of exciting of like what's going to happen, but it and didn't they, really amount too much. Yeah. And they do kind of the guy who he does take hostage, like everyone in the valley is going to hear you pretty soon. Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone. So there's a lot of people, like a lot of these weird fucked yeah. up people, all with weird tattoos and can turn into monsters, kind of. And yeah, cause, yeah, his hand did like turn into that because he had his normal hand with the glass yeah. on the table, and then it just grew out these fingernails and yeah. became longer and skinnier. Just slashed the shit out of his back. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. I love that setup. And then they, the reason why that one was lower on the list than the other two mm-hmm. was because then the second half of that was bullshit. It's nothing. It's like, oh, and then they drive off to the desert and she leaves yeah. him with some weird dudes. Yeah, and then a camera is shaking crazily up and down on a paint mixer, basically, while like, they're going through the desert. Man, so if I had to categorize like what was so frustrating about most of these shorts is that it felt like they ended before the climax. Like it felt like mm. all of them were building up to something like in jailbreak in the ho- and he's in the, yeah. he's in the hospital whatever he's operating her. He has to do that crazy scene or whatever. And then it just kind of fizzles out into like him being let go in siren. It's like, she catches them, her friends being initiated into the cult. She mm. runs out and like, Oh, she could just get hit by a car. Yeah. Like they all just kind of like swell up and then yeah. dissipate before. Yes. You're I totally wanted, like right. a heavier punch, you know, you're totally right. And, um, going back one more time to the accident, uh, that guy, he kind of had like, he did a bit of a one man show in that totally in his performance. Do we was, know what that guy's from? He looks so familiar. He looks super familiar. Like I know it's not him, but he reminded me of, uh, David from the office. Like the guy who's like, that's exactly what I was office. thinking of. Yeah. That's exactly it. It was driving me crazy. I'm like, it looks like him. I know it's not now that I've identified it, but mm-hmm. that's who he's making. No, me it looks so time. much like him, for but sure. he had like an incredible performance. Like, I, that's why I was, uh, or a lot of the reason I was captivated by that one is mm-hmm. I felt his like, this is a horrific thing to ask somebody to do. 
And the fact that on the other line, these people are doing it playfully. I'm like, that is just the most fucking sinister thing. And now he's just got to live the rest of his life with that. No, he nailed it. He nailed it. And it was very comical watching him carry around this contorted body. Oh yeah. Especially when like the the, leg fell off. The leg was just like hanging on by a thread. (laughs) And the gore there was really good. It was. Uh, They just great. Fucking weird. And even just that whole intensity of being like fingers stuck in the mouth and he can't move them. He He has to reach over and get a scalpel and cut under her ribs, stick his hand in. Uh He's got his fingers in her mouth and his hand squeezing her lung. And they did like a great big wide shot. Then the lights all like come on and they're laughing at him. And then you see those iPod or the, yeah, those iPod headphones like in the blood mm-hmm. on the, that tiled floor. That was so gross and so good. And like, I'm like what the fuck is happening here? Totally. That I was, was I was wondering too at the end if they were trying to make some connection between the photo. Remember he's showing like the photo of a daughter. Yeah. Like look, look at her face while you die. And the girl who's the gas attendant at the person because they like linger on her weird and it's always the other guy who's interacting with her not yeah the main not guy. The dad. and the dad is like sitting the other cool thing is how the dad is sitting at the table and experiencing the earthquakes and no one else seems to notice oh them. yeah i forgot about the earthquakes that was so yeah. strange mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah everybody and that was like a constant there is like no one was surprised by anything yeah and then later in the jailbreak one they all weren't surprised when shit happened yeah, the 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 dorky humor sprinkled in was super weird and effective some of the time. Like when they first are driving in the circle and they drive off and then they're just right back at the gas station. Oh yeah, what, like, the, what the fuck? fuck? And he does it twice. Yeah, and he drives back. <laughs> what the fuck? Like it didn't sink in the first time. He had to just confirm. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh huh. And then the friend just kind of embraces it. Yep, he's fine. Yeah, he's cool. He's not thinking about it. Yeah, but they're like that was kind of the moment where it lost me when you saw the skeleton thing up close, Angel of Death, and it just kind of like reaches in. It just felt like Ooh. a cheap kind of video gamey kill, or I don't know. It it did, but like then there's those moments where if that happens early enough in something, mm-hmm. I'm kind of okay with it if they're gonna build to something else. Yeah, if they're like on it. this character's gone now. Right, watch the what happens. It kind of looked like um Silent Hilly, the tentacly yeah. bed bedridden person. Yeah, yeah. It had, did that happen? It seems like that a fever did dream. happen in, in Silent Hill. <laughs> there was a lot of effects going on on the screen at any given time in that movie. In Silent Hill, yeah, yeah, yeah. like reality was always bleeding away, and there's smoke and shit. And you can right. never, you can never just see an image. Right. So yeah, I think we both liked the first two VHSs better than this as a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But it was still exciting to see some of these different ideas from these directors. And yeah. the overall concept is ambitious and interesting. Yeah, I'd like to see more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fine with it. It's not something that's going to be high up on my list or that I'll remember. But one thing I will say is that even though they didn't knock it out of the park, there's going to be little bits and pieces of this movie that I remember forever, probably. Absolutely. You know, just Absolutely. little things that are just like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Whenever I see a lung thing, I'm going to think of that. A lot of, a lot of really good ideas. Um I'm definitely curious to see other attempts of the similar thing, like an anthology yeah. that kind of centers around, you know, like a certain uh, sinister town or a certain group of people or location. Yeah. Yeah. So far of those ones, the ones that have like the really killer one theme that goes through everything. Yeah. Or not just theme, but full on story and like mm-hmm. characters meet up and all that sort of stuff. Uh, trick or treat. So Airtight. Far Airtight. Without a doubt, the one. Absolutely. For anthologies that tell like the most coherent story with the most coherent rules mm-hmm. and logic in totally. terms of like yeah an overarching thing not yes, just yeah, independent yeah. stories yeah because stories on their own i think mm-hmm. the vhs has it right with just giving them a like uh, a filmmaking theme yeah to like tie them together a meta narrative that's kind of happening but doesn't rely on thematic links between the yeah. stories themselves yes yes that's exactly whereas like xx would be the polar opposite of there's not really anything it's just like an no. arty yeah an arty that weird claymation yeah. connection which is totally valid you can yeah. do whatever you want with an anthology but i'm excited to see yeah. all different types yeah 
Anthologies are great. We love them. You we might be love able to, them. You may be able to tell by the song. Yeah. Let's do another one soon. Sooner than five months. Heck yes. Uh, I want to. Isn't there like a um, an Argento one? Um, there is one that he did with. Um, he did like a two-off movie with Romero, where they both did like a forty-five-minute one in oh, one okay. single thing. Um, he also did an episode of Masters of Horror, which are like one-hour movies, but there's like twelve of them. Okay. Um, you might be thinking of is it is it also Romero who does um the one we were about to watch the other a couple weeks ago Creep Show. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, and he—that's so. four shorts that he, four or five shorts that he's done okay. that he's stitched together. Is there one called Black Sabbath? Black Sabbath is a Mario Bava, Mario Bava. anthology. Oh, okay. So and I'm that's like, from like the sixties. That—that's definitely what I was thinking about. I yeah. Just screw up the people. I oh, gotcha. Yeah. Another Italian horror director makes sense. Same person. <laughs> Let's go to some Instagram comments, huh? Instagram <laughs> comments. Uh, Cloverfield <laughs> pair of socks. We've got <laughs> Deuce X. That's toast. a video game. Deus Ex is? Deus Ex is uh, a video game. And is Deus Ex Toast a video Deus game? Deus Ex Toast is not a video game. That sounds like the name of video, a video game plus Toast yeah. tacked on. I mean, usually it's like Deus Ex Machina is like that. The most famous phrase, right? God in the Machine. Yeah, That's yeah. That's the etymology of that. So Deus Ex is just a yeah, short version that. of that. Yeah, yeah. Right. God in the... Toast. <laughs> is it God in the Toast? So is he talking about like those images of like Jesus or the Virgin Mary when they appear in Toast? Is that what he's, ah, that is? I don't know. I like it though. He says, so love, God toast, God toast on Cloverfield pair of socks says, <laughs> love the movie. What an awesome surprise. Quite enjoyed the aesthetic and storytelling and character tropes are very traditional. It reminded me a lot of the old JRPG S or JRPGs. Is that like yeah, a type of game? Japanese RPGs. Yeah. Oh, okay. I used to love playing when I was younger. Oh, so he's bringing up some video game stuff. I wonder if he does mean Deus Ex with the mm. game. <laughs> Could be. Okay. So he, he's got a. A very favorable take on uh, Cloverfield Paradox. He he liked it, like the aesthetic, which um, yeah, we can't disagree with the aesthetic elements of it. Yeah, that's the one part that we had no no issues whatsoever. Exactly. All right. Um, also on Cloverfield Paradox, we have a comment from Jamie O'Rourke that says, "Very disappointing with so much missed potential. It strongly came across as an independent film that was picked up by Abrams and had the Cloverfield moniker slapped on to sell it." That's closer to our sentiments, I think. Yep, yep. That's a hundred percent how I feel about that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's hard. Like disappointment and like missing potential. That's a difficult thing for me to completely grade a movie on because that's internal, right? That's like based on it's how the I was hardest going into it. It's the hardest part about being a fan of a certain yeah, genre. Like missed totally. potential is heartbreaking. Yes, like, that's what it is. Yeah, this could this could be so much more. Yeah, I'm sad. I'm disappointed. But as much as I don't think it's a killer movie. I liked watching it. I liked sitting there and being a part of it. And I really hope that doesn't kill Cloverfield. I hope we get it fixed. I feel I feel like it won't because, again, this thing ultimately made money. It was like a smart, successful choice for everyone yeah. involved. There you go. Maybe so, maybe they like did real appropriate risk management and did yeah. the best they could with that story. And, and I read... Um, like I think I don't know if JJ is at a place where he like I don't know if someone else needs to come in and take control of it, but he just seems to have weird ideas about how to handle this Cloverfield thing now. I <laughs> yeah. read one JJ Lucas needs to get his hands off the franchise. They they had to like hold him back because JJ Abrams wanted to when shit was kind of uh, exploding in space and the thing was kind of falling apart. Okay, he wanted to get John Goodman's truck from Ten Cloverfield Lane floating in space beside it. And the other producers had to be like, no, that's too, that's too bonkers. Like it doesn't, he's like, no, but it'll be crazy. You'll be like, oh my God, there's the truck. But so he might be like a <laughs> Do little Do you know too... who I am? <laughs> I'm fucking JJ. Do you see this lens flare? Yeah. Uh, I think he, like he might be leaning too much into the bonkers. What the fuck is happening aspect of it instead of committed to making sure that you have enough of a coherent 
plot yeah. that's happening because this one got a little too loosey-goosey at times for sure way too loosey-goosey for yeah. like what we've gotten from cloverfield so far mm-hmm. we've had mystery so far but not absolute space lunacy like that was yeah. bullshit and time lunacy like, time and space lunacy yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. and that would have just added to it too to have that truck there you're like yeah. come on what's happening <laughs> yeah that would have been nuts uh-huh. they they could have done way better yeah let's hope let's hope it gets nice and tighter for the next one yeah so thanks uh deus ex toast and jamie o'rourke for those comments on instagram word Thanks, Scaredy Cats, for listening to another episode of the Text Chris Davisop Massacre. Uh, my name's David Stonebrook. My name's Chris Vandenberg. And as always... Chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns. Should've headed northbound, chaos reigns. Probably no Angels of Death up there. Uh, maybe. See you next week.